welcome to the Business Success Club. I want to say welcome, and you are in for a treat in this group. Hey, thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. And on this podcast, what we really want to establish is this. How do hardworking entrepreneurs build profitable and scalable businesses whilst having the freedom and balance to do the other things they love? like family, vacations, sports, fun, adventures, and charity. So let's tune into today's podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business Success Show with me, Mac Atram. And as you know, at the Business Success Show, we like to give entrepreneurs, small business owners like yourself, hints, tips, insights, inspiration, so you can run a better business and also have enjoy your life, which is very important. And today, I have the absolute pleasure to introduce Patty Mara. And let me tell you a little bit about Patty Mara. She's an author. She's the author of Up Solutions. Listen to this. Turning your team into heroes and your customers into raving fans. Now, when I read that, I thought, oh my goodness, I've got to speak to Patty. We need to get Patty on the show. So how do we turn our how do you turn your team into heroes? Heroes that they are serving and giving of their best and you have a better business, a better company. How do we do that? And how do we get create raving fans? I'm talking about the fans. I'm talking about the customers, the clients knocking on your door, wanting to work with you, nobody else. Calling you because they've heard how great you are, referring you, bringing you other people, giving you recommendations. How do we create that so they keep coming back time and time and time again? So, with no further ado, Patty Morrow. Patty, welcome to the Business Success Show. Welcome. Thank you, Mac. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And I'm really excited to have this conversation here with you. Um, so, Patty, tell us a little bit about your background in business and what you've been up to and what led you to publish the book Up Solutions? Yes, thank you. Um, the book the book was definitely it was a 10 year labor of love. <laughs> um, and and the sum of what I'd been doing with business owners, you know, there's there's a pretty steady track. So my so my background, um, I've been a business coach for years. And um, I particularly work with brick and mortar businesses. So um, I think they're the cornerstones of communities. I think they're the businesses that will bring us out of this, you know, global crisis we've been in for two years. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, I, I can't say that I necessarily, um, you know, graduated from university and this was the track, but it's everything I did, I was pulled into doing retail training. And that evolved into, first of all, customer service and then customer experience. I launched, um, part of doing that is I find that most businesses are playing the wrong game of business. You know, they think what they sell, their products or services, is okay. their business. Right. And my argument is that your business is actually the value you create with your customers, the outcomes you create, solutions you provide, mm. and your products and services are just a vehicle to deliver them. So I launched a program called the Profit Generator in 2007. That was my first online program that was turning your customer experience into profit okay. and uh, worked with over 200 different businesses. Uh, and that actually led me into working. I spent 11 years pretty intensely working with pharmacy owners, independently owned pharmacies, okay. especially in the States because they're, 
so have there it's literally an unfair marketplace and so if they think their business is dispensing medication they're out of business okay if they think their business is um being the health hub whatever their focal point is whoever their best customers are you know being the health hub for that those customers the link in the healthcare team that's most accessible and that's how they're building their business you know they're very successful so Right. That's that's kind of what led me to to write the book, both you know the profit generator and then working with pharmacy owners. Um, that you know putting all of that together was what it went into Upsolutions. Wow! So how, thank you for that. Hey, by the way, those listening in, um, Patty's coming in from Georgetown, Ontario, which is near Toronto. I must tell you that. And think, where's she from? People ask me that quite quite a bit, right, so, Patty? Absolutely, and you know it's funny because. Um, you'll find I use words, you know, uniquely in that a lot of the people that I work with have been in the States. So sometimes I sound like I'm American and sometimes I sound like I'm Canadian. And <laughs> Well, we know everyone knows it's Canadian. So that's fantastic. Yes. So how did you end up specializing? I, I presume you work with a lot of pharmacists and I've read lots of testimonials from pharmacists saying how you've helped them, which is great. The wife, I think you said it, which was that if they think their business is just dispensing medicine, mm -hmm. they're missing a big chunk and leaving a lot of money on the table. But if they believe it's a health hub, a health center where people can actually uh, cure themselves and, and, and get better, then great. But why pharmacies? Does the same principle apply to other bricks and mortar business or retail outlets? Yes, absolutely. And I would say, you know, the pressure that pharmacies were under in the late, you know, 2008, 2009 is everyone is under now. Mm -hmm. It was just, you know, why pharmacy? Somebody heard me speak at a conference launching the profit generator, said, you need to come work with my audience. I ended up speaking at his conference the next couple of years. I did profit generator programs specifically for pharmacy owners. Okay. Uh, so that, that was kind of the why. And they were dealing with an incredible um, pressure on their business. So, you know, pharmacy, the back end, it's, you know, we're all dealing with commoditization. We're all dealing with a global marketplace where most brick and mortar businesses were designed for a local marketplace. Right. But the reality is, even if you're doing a good job reaching your local marketplace, you have to have a global focus because they're looking on the internet before they decide to come and do business with you. Of course. Right? So, but with pharmacy, especially in the States, it's, you know, in Canada, it's different, um, although they have challenges. But in the States, there's some back end stuff that should be, in my opinion, should be illegal. You know, they have to submit their patient uh, data to their competitor, right? Mm -hmm. To, yeah, they're called pharmacy benefit managers that are owned by insurance companies that are owned by the chains. Oh. So, so there's some back end stuff and, and, um, so in, in U.S. pharmacy owners have been dealing with um, just to stay afloat, they've had to make significant changes and they, they kind of led ahead of what businesses are dealing with today, you know, by five to 10 years. Okay, well, well done. Obviously, you're, you're teaching them and showing them and training them, and coaching them in a better way of operating, which is great. So the tell, tell us something, Upsolutions, someone reading that, What's the essence of what they get from your book, Up Solutions? Mm. So I'm going to say there's two key pieces. Okay. One is to think differently about your business. 
to recognize that your business needs to be customer centric in that you need to know who your customers are, what's important to them, how do they want to consume what you do and what solutions you provide. So the pivotal piece is really thinking about your business from a different perspective. And, you know, the challenge in that is that we kind of take for granted the value we bring and the value is why people want to do business with you. Right. So it's easier to talk about a business, the products and services. So that's the key piece is really to, to hold up a different framework to look at. If you have a business and you have customers, you're delivering value. Why do they choose you? And then how do you communicate that? But the other piece in the book is engaging frontline team members. So um, I've got the absolution recipe when you've gone through, you know, thinking about your diff- business differently and cust- who your best customers are and customer communication, hearing the message, not just the words, really mu- best, you know, most important market research that we miss. Yeah. And then there's the absolution recipe, which is, very simple applied observation based on experience um, probing questions asking questions that guide someone through what information they need to consider to make an effective decision okay and then offering the solution the up solution what's the best solution for their needs based on what they said and why why your recommendation and then relationship development shifting from transactions to relationship this is a one time so what else like how do you stay in communication what does this person need that that would be a value for them and how do you stay in communication so and then the rest of the book is all setting your team up to win that turning your team into heroes mm-hmm. everyone wants to feel like they're winning we show up every day and we want to feel like we're winning so what do you have the structure in your it's not complicated but you have to have structure in your business or else your team spend most of their time guessing which we don't want that really we don't want it i mean it hits productivity hits and the other piece is if you haven't set them up if if you're not clear what your business is your team are focused on the tasks they're order takers but they should be solution providers you they are your brand ambassadors mm. so the importance of setting up your team to win so they know how to be that role and then you know what i've seen in companies i've worked with you know uh, team retention is dramatically higher because they love working for a purposeful organization and um, they know how to win and how, where they fit in that organization. Uh, but you also see a dramatic increase in revenue per customer, lifetime value of a customer, new, new referrals, yeah. um, because you're really positioned as a solution provider and it's thinking different. Are you a product provider? Or are you a problem solver? And it's a pivotal shift in thinking. You know, it's what you're saying makes absolute sense. And for those people listening in thinking, I'm still a bit confused because I'm an entrepreneur. I just, I open up my outlet. I just want to sell these things. And as Patty talking about up solutions and becoming a problem solver and give them what they really need. Well, they just come in. Well, clearly that's what they need. But are you saying... Sometimes that customer really doesn't know, and you, we, we as entrepreneurs, our teams have to be able to ask the right questions, probe a bit deeper, and actually come up with the solution that meets their needs rather than letting them try to find it themselves. Is that what we're saying? That is exactly right. So it's the rule of thumb is your customers don't even know the questions to ask to make an effective buying decision. Wow. 
Wow. Now, I'm consciously aware of this. So when I go out to buy something that I have no idea, I want to replace my furnace or I want to buy you know, my first big screen TV or whatever it is, I'm at least aware that I don't know what I need to know. Yeah. So my methodology is, you know, for replacing my furnace, I'd have three different companies come in and I find when they come in and pitch me, I'm finding out what information I need to know to make an effective decision, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but most people aren't aware of that. And most people don't want to go through that. My, the companies I am loyal to, right? They are my go-to. I've given them a monopoly right. of my money and my att attention because they so completely take care of my needs. I don't shop around. Right, right. Right. Yes. So, but those are the companies that are paying attention to not just what they sell, but how do they make my life easier? How do they make my, my life better? How do the, whatever it is. Um, one of my favorite examples is a, a local pet food store. It's called Farm to Paw. It's a pet food boutique and it's, it's, it's high end, right? They do raw food and, and oh, only oh. healthy kibble or dehydrated. And, but it's a fun store too. There's great toys and treats and bring your dogs in and okay. you know you know all of that stuff and it's fun and they've done a great branding but it's not you know you have to go beyond the branding to the experience and so you know the owner is a canine nutritionist oh. they're really out there to help people have pets right that you know so that that's their audience it's not everyone who owns a cat or a dog yeah. it's people that are passionate that their animals are part of the family and you want the best best health outcomes for their family Wow. And so, and so they've got this, you know, raving fan community. Yeah. And that's a different operation altogether than the standard pet shop owned. Right. right. How do you, Patty, thanks for that. And thanks for the insights there. How do you convince, if that's the right word, a reluctant entrepreneur who just doesn't get it initially and maybe afterwards they get it but i'm sure you've been through experience where you pitch them or done your pitch slides and gone through it and they just can't see it how do you convince them i don't know if that's the right word to change their mind as to hey let's test this then let's see if what patty says actually works here mm -hmm. so a couple of things one of the things first of all the companies i actually work with um, already have great teams because the owner values and appreciates and invests in their teams Mm, okay. I, I really only work with companies with great teams because they're the ones that hire me to come in and work with their teams. Right. Right. right? It's, it's, a, it's a funny piece. So, yeah. um, you know, I've had people say to me, oh, you really need to go work with this company. They're not interested because they don't see the value in their team and they're not paying attention to the cost of right. not seeing the value in their team. Mm -hmm. So um, whether you like it or no, don't like it, if you have front frontline team members in your business, they are your brand ambassadors. So the question is, what's the brand they're ambassador to, <laughs> right. right? Is right. it what you want or not, mm. right? So the, um, I would come back to, I would ask a question around team retention first to start off with. Okay. And then I would say, you know, uh, because my, you know, my argument is your frontline team are the most important profit driver in your business. So how much money are you leaving on the table by not setting your team up to win? Since they're the ones that are interacting with your clients or customers. Okay. Right, 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 right. Wow. Okay, good. So you start from 
the team, the effectiveness of the team, and are you setting them setting them up to win? Okay, great. So, Patty, we're talking about raving fans. Mm-hmm. How does a company create raving fans? We all want raving fans. We want repeat business. We want those people who are shouting over the roof about how great we are as a business. We want them to be telling their friends and their family. We want them to keep coming back and buying from us and loyal to us. How do you create that? Fabulous. Well, my 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 argument would be you start with your team. First of all, I'd say you start with understanding what your business is, right? So that you know how you stand apart and everything's consistent with that. The next piece is you set up your team to win. So they understand the value that, how are they a problem solver? Mm-hmm. You know, most, most team members don't want to sell. You know, most people, even salespeople, you know, <laughs> they need, they don't really want to sell, right? So, so, um, uh, if instead you set your team up to be your job is to be a, a problem solver mm. and you're the expert compared to your customers. Anyone who's worked in a company for three months or more are the expert compared to customers. True. So, so your job is really just to find out what people need and help them make a great decision. That's your job. And I mean, that's an empowering, right? Right. So the moment you do that and the moment you turn your team into problem solvers, the heroes to your customers. This is where you create raving fans. Mm. Um, uh, you know, I'm a raving fan for that farm to paw pet food. So I tell everyone about, it. I mean, that's a 25 minute drive for me to go to their store. And yet all my neighbors drive there too. Okay. That's a raving okay. fan. Yeah, yeah, right? absolutely. So, so it, you know, they haven't done anything different to me other than I feel like they're the best you know, out there and I love shopping in the store and I feel like I get great, um, uh, you know, great food and great advice with my animals. So, uh, so that's a raving fan. I would say the only caveat I would add to that, and this is part of my piece when you set up your team to win is your team also need to know how to deal with when something goes wrong. Right. So a customer has a complaint or they're not happy with something or did something didn't go as expected. They need to know how to deal with that. An interesting statistic I've come up against is that most raving fans in a company, Mm. like raving fans for a company, are not that everything went well. It's something went wrong and how the team handled that turned them into a raving fan. So recognize, and most companies do a horrible job. It literally, if you want a market differentiator, have your team understand how to deal with conflict or challenge or complaints. Because if they do it well, right. they completely change your the game because most companies do such a horrible job at it. Oh, wow. Good good point there. Good point. Thanks, Patty. Patty, one of the things uh, I've read you say is future forward your business. Mm. What do you mean by that? Future forward your business. Yes. Well, we're in a unique period of time. Right, we've okay. had two years of a global crisis, and um, as challenging and upside down as it's been, it's also a huge opportunity. So, um, crisis interrupts all patterns. Mm. One of the things, um, as challenging as it's been, it's caused businesses to relook at structure, standard operating practices. You know how they organize their business. All needs to be reviewed. 
even how you interact with your customers. So I have to tell you how customers want to consume and buy from companies has completely changed. We want everything to come to our house, even yeah. if it's a local business, mm -hmm. right? So um, local, I, I deal with a lot of locally owned brick and mortar businesses. They, you need, every business has to be a hybrid business right now, yes. every business. So yeah. I read an article early in, in the, like 2020, sometime in 2020, that Shopify has been one of the big, like Zoom has been one of the big, you know, companies that have taken over during right. the crisis. Yeah. And um, Shopify is another one. Shopify specifically is geared to helping brick and mortar businesses add an online store, mm. right? Simplifying that because it was quite complicated. Yeah. And so I read an article with the president of Shopify that the impact of the pandemic was to um, forward their business plan by 10 years, their market reach by 10 years. Oh, really? Yes. Fantastic. So when I talk about future forward, I think we need to be looking at where, where do we see our business in five years and 10 years mm -hmm. and, and use that, get a cr really clear vision of what are we doing? What are we known for? You know, how are we operating? Who are we working with? And, and use that then to say, now, how does our, how does, how does our business need to be structured today? What does my team need to look like today? That's going to move that to a future focus right? Future forward your business. And right. part of the impact of crisis interrupts all patterns is that every business needs to look at how do I need to use emerging technology, mm -hmm. to create a better experience to reach my customers, to simplify the back line, the back end, to streamline and, and, um, you know, reduce overhead, whatever that is, it's literally question everything with the future focus in your business. Oh, wow. And you help um, business owners and their teams actually implement these things as well, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I have a business accelerate, accelerator blueprint program, which yeah. are for business owners and the Absolution team engagement training is really, I, and it's an interesting thing. The team engagement training came, it was kind of an accidental piece because whenever I work with a business owner, you have to, you know, have to work with the team. Right. Because if the owner, you know, gets this clarity on the direction and focus of their business and how they create value, the team have to understand how to deliver that and create an aligned and experience or at your back to transactions. Right. Mm -hmm. So what what really has taken off is this team engagement training, um, because it, the moment your team is aware of the importance of their role and how they do it and that they're brand ambassadors and shifted the focus from task to result and shift from, you know, understanding the difference between it's not your fault, but it may still be your problem. Being able to look at the business from the customer's perspective, pay attention to the experience that, that they're delivering and really be positioned as those brand ambassadors. Wow. Then you set them up to win. You know what I love about our, this conversation we're having right now is this, that if you have a bricks and mortar business, and you think I'm selling products. I sell this product. People come in buying this product. You are going to get left behind. Yes. What I'm hearing Patty say is that you've got to get your team to realize that they are problem solvers. Yes. So people coming into the retail outlet or whatever it is, a shop need to get into conversation, get engaged with the clients, customers, listen to what they're saying and actually give them what they want and need because they may not know. 
and it starts from the top and it it it, it proliferates itself right away through the whole team and we create a culture where it reaches the customers and they cannot wait to come back to be served by you so you may be selling a product but actually you need to now provide a service to the Spot client. On. I love that. I mean, that's a great way of looking at it. You could also say services need to be turned into a product. Right. Oh, talk right? about it. Yeah, say it. Go on. Go ahead. So, so um, okay. So let's say uh, one of the clients I've worked with as a carpet cleaning and restoration business. And okay. they are, I, I like to say, or what I, a realization I had at the end of last year is who I tend to work with, like one-on-one as a, as a coach, or um, with my programs are small giants. They're companies that become the go-to, they are the standard in their community. Uh So that's true of this this carpet cleaning and restoration business. And so they're they're selling a service, but really that service can be commoditized. They need to turn that into a product. What people are buying are healthier homes, maintaining the value in the home. Well, you know, what are the outcomes that they're providing? The fact that they, you know, they're more expensive, but they, all of their technicians are actually specialists. They've all been through training, t- textile training, um, delivery. They do things, they do go above and beyond to take care of the homeowner in the home and the, how they take care of the home while they're doing their service. And, you know, it's, it's a complete, but if they just say that they're a carpet cleaner, right? they're going to be, you know, compared to renting a machine in the grocery store. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I get it. That's fantastic. I've loved our conversation. Now, for those people who are interested in learning more or contacting you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you? I, uh, thanks, Mac. I would say my website, which is pattymara.com and um, P-A-T-T-I-M-A-R-A.com. And um, can I share a link? Yeah, please. Yeah, feel free. Yeah. Perfect. So we created a, I will say on my website, you know, all of the social media, uh, you know, connection, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, um, please do. And, um, but we've created a special podcast resource page for your listeners. Mm. And um, there's a, a link there to more information about the book and where you can buy it. Pretty much any online book seller, you can buy the book. And um, also something, a tool that I've created called the Touchpoint Scorecard. And this is an interesting tool, Mac, because what it does is it really allows you to think through your business from your customer's perspective. And simple things, each time, are you creating an experience that's aligned with the value of your business? For example, one of my favorite things to talk about is a receipt. Okay. When you buy something, you leave with a receipt. Yeah. That receipt reinforced the value you uh-huh. just got. Mm-hmm. You know, there's information that have to be on, but it's the last thing people leave with. It should yeah, reinforce yeah. what's unique about you. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I, so I, it's a great, and it's a really good tool to use with your team because your team, again, if they have frontline team members, they will bring a unique perspective because they're having conversations day to day with customers. So that's, uh, and the, uh, the link is pattymera.com forward slash business success show. Okay. So you heard it from Patty, pattymara.com forward slash business success show. Get all the resources and get it to make a difference to you, your team and what you do. Reach out to Patty. Patty, before we finish, um, any last words, anything you want to add 
before we wrap up here. Thank you, Matt. First, first of all, I want to say thank you. It, it was uh, this was a great conversation. I've enjoyed enjoyed it thoroughly. Um, so thank you for having me on the Business Success Success Show. Most welcome. Uh, the last piece is I think for everyone we are in a unique period of time, and I think we've been dealing with a lot of challenge on so many levels. You know, emotionally, uh, socially, health wise, business. I mean, we've been dealing with a lot of challenge, and because of the crisis, we're in a unique period of time. This is both probably the best time in history to start a business and it is the best time in, in history to position your business for success right. by understanding your marketplace and what they need. Wow. There you go. So, well, Patty said it all and there's nothing else I need to say. So in a crisis, there is major opportunities. It's a great time to take advantage of that opportunity and get ready for the next level. So Patty, I want to say thank you. Thank you for your time, your energy, and your insights and your wisdom and bringing all these tips and strategies to us. Reach out to Patty and let her help you. Patty, thank you until we meet again. Thank you, thank you, and thank you again. Mm -hmm.